Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to our fourth podcast in OGCI's Talking Transition series. I'm Susan Kish, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. This series looks at how the Oil and Gas Climate Initiative, or OGCI, works. What does the energy transition really mean? What are the hard questions? What are the thorny, messy issues? And what are the challenges and opportunities that this transition may bring? We're going to frame the conversation around what, around why, who, and around how. We appreciate your time as listeners, and we're going to work to keep the conversation short and clear. So let's start with the what. Natural Climate Solutions, or NCS, strengthen the capacity of oceans, forests, grasslands, and even soil to act as natural sinks for carbon dioxide. They're important tools both to avoid emissions and to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And this is one of the newest areas that OGCI is working on. Now, why? Well, NCS used in addition to energy carbonization has a potential to deliver a third of the carbon dioxide mitigation needed to align with the goals of the Paris Agreement by 2030, and at a lower cost than other forms of CO2 removal. But today, they're not happening at scale. The offset programs that are used to help pay for these projects are often seen as greenwashing. Who are we? Well, OGCI is composed of 12 companies from all around the world who together account for almost 30% of global oil and gas production. At OGCI, they work together towards achieving net zero emissions. And who is our guest? Viviana Coelho, OGCI XCOM champion on natural climate solutions and the executive manager of the climate change division at Petrobras. So let's go to the how. So first off, Viviana, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Susan. It's a pleasure to be with you. We're glad you're here. And I'm going to start with the basics. So what exactly are natural climate solutions? And can you give a really a tangible example of what it means? Sure. Uh, well, we, know, we all know nature provides a lot of services to humanity. We have biodiversity, we have water flows, we have climate regulation. And natural climate solutions are really when we make projects to enhance these capabilities of nature with the specific purpose of tackling climate change. So a, a good example is restoration of forests. When you, when you restore forest, the forest grows and it takes carbon from the atmosphere to do so. Uh, the preservation of mangroves, again, not only the, the wetlands, the mangroves have an enormous amount of carbon and, that is retained and have all these ecological uh, uh, functions, but they protect communities from, from weather events and from, from even from climate change itself. So the concept of natural climate solutions is really doing it deliberately. Having projects that will use the capabilities of nature to tackle the issue of climate change. So this sounds rather fabulous, right? And from what I could read, the Natural Climate Solutions Alliance just did a report in January around the potential to deliver this one third of almost a third of target emission reductions to limit global warming to one and a half to two degrees by, two, by 2030. 
which sounds to me huge. Um, that's like seven gigatons a year and at a significantly lower cost through avoidance, restoration, removal, sequestration, the stuff you just talked about. And just in context in 2018, just to put that seven gigatons in context, the total emissions of the US in 2018 was 5.4 gigatons and of China, 10 gigatons. So this is genuinely huge. So talk me through what would it take to fulfill this potential? The, the reason why uh, it is not a scale is because there is lack of financing, like the, 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 the basic reason. You have to have the flows. We have to value nature. The nature, forest must have a value for, it, for the finance to go into it. And not only forests, but all the, the, the wetlands and the ecosystems, etc. And in order to do so, you must have the frameworks. You must have the policies in place. You ha must have the technology and the verification systems so that society can trust it. So we really need to work on the frameworks, policies, technology, verification system, awareness to make sure that we that that solution, that that lever for climate change is fully used by society because when it is well used, it has a lot of benefits, it's clear. So let's go to OGCI. So OGCI published a paper recently, and although it might've been looking at NCS for a while, it felt like it really started it in earnest in late 2019 and across 2020. Why now? Are we starting to see changes or has something pivoted in the last year, year and a half? Yeah, there's a lot more attention uh, to natural climate solutions. We, we can see that corporations, uh, governments, the IPCC, the Natural Climate Solutions Alliance, all of them have been accelerating and increasing activity in that field. And we, a lot of the companies of OGCI, that is very company specific. So each company in OGCI has its own um, strategy uh, for, for carbon mitigation and, and in each of them, NCS plays a different role. But we just felt that as an organization that has the mission of making transition possible, we had to have a collective look into NCS and how we can make it higher quality and better for everyone in OGCI and outside OGCI too. Okay, so let's drill into that a little bit more. How does NCS fit into the portfolio of the OGCI members in terms of decarbonization actions? Because I remember you speaking about there's avoiding, there's minimizing, there's recycling, removing, where does NCS fit in that portfolio? Yes, we, we have it very clear that, that NCS is not a solution. It is a complementary lever. So we, we all prioritize in OGCI, we prioritize avoiding emissions, reducing emissions. Uh, we prioritize mitigation emissions, mitigating emissions and removal is the last resort. It is really a resort to raise ambition because there is a limit to what you can mitigate instantaneously. There's technology gaps, there's market gaps. So NCS is a, we see it as a raised, way to raise ambition, as a way to, to contribute to earlier and bolder action, let's say in, in OGCI. 
Now it fits differently for every company. So some companies uh, actively operate in NCS markets. Other companies do voluntary projects for, for NCS as an extra contribution, but they don't really take it into their, their client targets, let's say. So it, it, it is different for, for every company within OGCI, but we all have an agreement that is a, a complementary lever to the decarbonization, decarbonization of the value chain of energy. And OGCI's focus is still on the decarbonization of the value chain intrinsically. We just published a policy paper on NCS at OGCI. Can you just talk through what that addresses and what the main issues are that are covered there? So the, the policy paper really shows uh, how we tackle, how, how we deal with NCS within OGCI. So it basically says that it is a complementary lever. It is not to be the main uh, goal or the, the sole strategy for decarbonization. It leaves it very clear. It also states that we support very high level and very high quality NCS. Because the, the trick about NCS is that if you do a bad project, in the sense that if you do a project that doesn't take care of all the externalities, like you do, don't, cons don't do consultation to the local people, or if you don't uh, take care about biodiversity or, or water, et cetera, you can have a project that does retain carbon, but it doesn't have all the, the, the other benefits that are involved. So in our, in our position paper, we also leave it very clear that when we talk NCS, we were talking about the really high integrity NCS, the one that really takes care of all the safeguards. And in, in order to demonstrate that, we, we, we leave it clear that we support the principles both from the NCS Alliance and the IUCN, which basically states those, this care you have to take for NCS to really deliver its full benefits. Okay. So let me just walk back one more question, which is, I have the sense that there is a lot of skepticism about oil and gas, specifically, and NCS. Can you talk through why it's a, there's such a history of skepticism? And how do you get around, how do we get around that at OGCI and have it play the role that you described, which is a complementary part of the portfolio of solutions? Yes, I believe this, this specific uh, skepticism is because uh, people believe the oil and gas industry is going to grab NCS and not do, let's say, the other things they expect the energy value chain to do. So uh, what we try to do at OGCI level is really make sure, this, make sure people understand our position that and in order to do that, we are working, for instance, on guidelines for the oil and gas industry in partnership with other organizations, guidelines that will explain clearly what are the limits of NCS for using oil and gas, uh, what are the requirements for projects for, for them to be uh, capable or being, of being financing by, financed by our organizations in the oil and gas industry, so all of, all of this work that we're doing as OGCI in partnership with other uh, companies is really to demonstrate that yes, NCS is legitimate in the sense that if you are using it with quality to raise ambition, it 
only brings benefits to society. And we want to make sure that we have these correct frameworks and these correct positions and principles in place for people to be able to trust it. So you've brought up the word trust and integrity a lot, right? It seems to be pretty foundational to this. There've been a lot of developments around measurement, right? Whether it's satellites or on the ground, soil measurements, uh, sensors, can you talk about the role of some of these technologies in terms of addressing these questions of trust and integrity and high quality that you just bring up? You have to have sound, robust monitoring and verification systems. And obviously NCS, to be credible, it used to require a lot of people in the ground. So like people that would go there and measure the trees and, and it, it, was, it was a barrier. Uh, it was expensive, it was difficult to demonstrate. And as we evolved so much in terms of remote sensing, artificial intelligence, and all of these um, technologies that OGCI wants to support, it, it, will, it, will really, it really gives more uh, capabilities for us to address the issues that have historically undermined the trust, repeating the word again, the trust in NCS. Because a lot of people get concerned like on leakage. Well, so this project is here, but then the problem is gonna have, happen next door to it. It's not gonna happen. There is gonna be like a leakage of huh. carbon loss, let's say, or permanence. So, so all of these technologies really help address those issues. What do you mean by permanence? What's permanence? Well, when we talk about permanence is, um, well, let's imagine that uh, you have a project that you are planting a forest or you're restoring a mangrove, but then two years later, it burns down or two years later, it is cut. So how can you, how can you address that that carbon is going to be there for the time the project was planned? Let's say that you're not going to have uh, a natural fire or you're not going to have some sort of human activity that will uh, stop the benefits of those projects. And so when those, those issues that have always been the, the key, let's say, uh, restrictions for people to trust NCS, they have to be addressed by technology and by frameworks so that we are completely convinced the, 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 the projects are good and that the carbon that is being um, removed from that project is sound. And and you have a lot of ways to do that through technology and through policies uh, and, and systems work. So one, one way of address permanence in particular, you can do something like an insurance, you see? So if your project right. is meant to have 100 tons of carbon, then you can say, well, we're only consider 80. Each project that is 100, we're only consider 80. And 20 of them are gonna be reserves for if any of the projects has a problem, we already have this 20 in, in, in store, like separately as, as, as an insurance. So that's how it works to, to really make sure that these this issues that cause uh, mistrust from, from NCS are properly addressed. So it sounds like there's a big role for insurance, for modeling, um, for, and even for auditing, right? Presumably people, you don't just do this once, right? Yes, you, we, we in OGCI, we only support uh, NCS 
that is verified by the best standards. So we're talking about VERA standards, gold standards, ART3 uh, standards. So we really believe uh, projects need to have the highest possible level of verification for, for, for those markets to operate. Implicitly in what you're talking about, it sounds like, again, for natural climate solutions to meet this amazing impact and potential that you we're going to we can't do it on our own right that collaboration's got to be a critical component of this can you talk about who it makes sense to collaborate with and how all these parties play together in order for us to get the pieces in place to let the market yeah. grow yes well it is it is a total collaborative and it is one of those uh those issues that really require collaboration. Oil and gas is clearly not central, let's say, in the sense NCS involves other sectors, it involves forestry, it involves agriculture. So, so the way we work is in full collaboration. We actually have taken a lot of time into listening to people, really engaging. We have done a series of workshops to understand what is it that OGCI can do to help this uh, responsibly. So I totally agree with you. We shall not expect that you're gonna have like OGCI, NCS. We, we, we really want to work in collaboration and do our best to collaborate with other organizations that are trying to bring it up to scale, like the NCS uh, Alliance for, for instance, and, and quite a few those and other organizations. Sometimes when these markets are just starting to grow, there are a whole bunch of different standards that evolve. How do you make sure everybody aligns around the one or two standards so you actually get the kind of volume of the markets and therefore the liquidity that attracts the investors, which as you said in the very top of the meeting, it's, it's the capital, it's the investors that you need to help this market grow. How do you get everybody to agree on one or at least some compatible standards for this? So we... We believe there are a number of uh, organizations that are developing the, the best standards, let's say. We expect there's gonna be some convergence at some, at some point and you're gonna have more and more robustness for, for each market. What we do now is that we separate the ones, we, we, we are inter, interacting with the ones that we believe are the best and we're trying to collaborate with them by offering pilot projects, by, by, by engaging and understanding what they can do. And we, we are not as OGCI really framing that. We are more collaborating with the different organizations and trying to, to offer projects and offer support for the standards to develop the best possible. And as a final question, what are the two or three areas where you think OGCI can have the most impact in helping the NCS market deliver on its potential? Yes, we've been, we've been having a lot of uh, care into looking to types of ecosystems that are not so developed, for instance, in, in terms of technology or, or purification. So if you, if you think about green carbon and forests, for instance, the systems are a lot more developed. You have more markets, you have more companies that already offer services. When you look at, at ecosystems like mangroves, coastal, uh, coastal carbon, 
there is a soil for for those types of projects there there there's a lot more uncertainty and and gaps and less work so we have been trying to to focus let's say on on areas that we can have additionality that we can we can really contribute to bring those areas to to an understanding so things like monitoring and verification for soil or coastal areas are things that we are engaging with other organizations to see if we can help very cool so I'm going to switch gears and ask about Viviana. And if I understand correctly, you studied, um, you're both a chemical engineer and a biologist, which is a very cool combo, a little bit unusual, but very cool. Um, and it sounds also like you've been looking at environmental issues since your studies at Imperial College. And I wondered why and how did you pick working at Petrobras and working at OGCI as your choice in terms of having an impact with your own career and your own background? Well, I, I have been actually very lucky the last decade. We had excellent results. We've improved 40% our carbon intensity in Petrobras. And since I've been, I've been involved in OGCI, it, was, it is also a very stimulating uh, and we can really grasp the sense of making a difference. So obviously we all need energy. Parts of the energy value chain are difficult to decarbonize and they are, I mean, they, they bring services and, and life quality to, to the world. And it is stimulating to see that within the industry, we really have resources to, to help address something that is now a world's priority, addressing climate change. And when we talk of NCS in particular, it really has this add-on that it has all these other co-benefits because I think we all value nature. And when you think that you can use these carbon markets to also enhance nature, to improve um, ecosystems, I think it has an extra add-on that it's really nice to try and take it off the ground and, and working better. So when you think around climate change, are you an optimist or a pessimist? I'm inherently optimistic in, in, in life. So I think I'm an optimist. I think uh, technology is evolving. There's a lot of effort from different organizations. And in particular, in the last three years, there's big momentum. And obviously it also requires society to, to change, to do the, to have its choices, to support those policies. Uh, it's it's not a it's not an easy taken for granted um, road, but I'm, I'm an optimistic we can pull it together. Thank you, Viviana. Thank you for joining, and thank you to our listeners for joining us as we look to some of the core questions and challenges to delivering on that potential, the potential of natural climate solutions. Please visit our website, oilandgasclimateinitiative.com and read our position paper about natural climate solutions and learn about the actions of some of our member companies. We have two case studies there, one from Petrobras and one from BP. Please join us on our next podcast. We're gonna to talk to Gabriel Walker from Valence around developments in CCUS, carbon capture, use and storage. And in order to follow what OGCI and OGCI Climate Investments, which is our billion plus fund investing in technologies and projects, Please follow us on LinkedIn and on Twitter at OGCI News. 
And finally, thank you to our production team here at OGCI. For our editors for today's edition, Delia Methcone and Justine Rohr, and to our producer, Jason De La Cruz. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and good morning, good afternoon, and good evening.